Welcome back to Trending Education. Dan Stravert here to introduce an interview that Mike Palmer and I did with Sean Swiderski, a producer at 343 Industries. That is the company that produces the game Halo. Sean, a former esports professional player, now turned producer and worker on the game itself. Uh, a very interesting conversation around esports, around streaming, around education, and playing esports while going to school. To quickly define esports, uh, it's the competitive landscape of gaming where you have teams, uh, usually with sponsors, who travel around and go to different arenas and locations and play uh, games heads up in front of an audience, four versus four, five versus five. Uh, you may have heard of League of Legends. You may have heard of a game like Halo as well. Currently, games like Fortnite and PUBG are out, and that's what you're seeing more of streaming, uh, where you may go over to a website like twitch.tv or YouTube's gaming channels and see someone playing with a couple of other friends, uh, streaming out those Battle Royale-style games. We get into much more with Sean. He'll define a few things for you as well, but want to give you that heads up at the top. It's a great conversation one uh, we are looking forward to continuing in the future. Lots of implications for education and for streaming discussed throughout. We pick up the conversation with our first question asking Sean about his transition from being an esports professional player to working on the games and how that transition has worked out. It was a tough path for me to have to take because, again, when you're a professional player, um, especially, I, you know, I started when I was 13. Uh, so when you're exposed to, you know, uh, endorsements, sponsors, uh, even playing with people that are 22, 23 years old, you know, there are some parents that are very um, sensitive in the sense that, you know, I don't want my kid playing with, you know, somebody that, that much older, or even traveling uh, that, you know, that is across the country uh, for some of these tournaments. So for me, um, I enjoyed the the sort of entrepreneurness or the entrepreneur part of being a pro gamer because it allowed me to really make my own decisions. Mm -hmm. um, and to your point, um, you know, I'm, I'm now working for the man, right? You know, I'm, I'm working for Microsoft now, and uh, which is great. A lot of awesome benefits. And what I see now is, you know, like pro gaming, I enjoyed having an impact on players' futures and just people who are uh, interested are in Halo or in gaming. Mm -hmm. um, and now what's really cool is I actually help develop and create our games. So when it gets into people's hands and, you know, they uh, have something to play or something to get away from in their real life, and get into sort of this fantasy world, that's what makes my mind just, you know what I mean, explode. Uh, because it's just like, yes, you know, like I can have an impact like that. Um, but before it was cool because I was like, yeah, I was I was a pro gamer and you can do that too. And it's just all about the hard work um, that you put into that and again, staying focused on it. I think the thing that what you just said really resonated with me was one, your path now that you've chosen uh, to help future gamers. We'll talk about from an education standpoint, how there are scholarships now, how there are all different paths forward for esports players and, and gamers moving forward. But starting at 13 in this industry and, and growing from there, you grew up in this industry. Uh, you've seen it grow. It grew around you. You grew with it. Um, perspective on that what what's it like to to look back and and see that growth model for yourself personally and also the industry at large that we're seeing today uh, for myself it um it, it was seriously by far again i i'll go back this the best decision i could have made um was to get in the industry because i think at, at that time um, you are so used to the typical, um, you know, you're associated with your, uh, the people around you, you know, that's sort of your social status, right? Um, and for me, I had found a, a social status or a community um, through a video game online. And it, it's, I was like anybody else, I was just playing casually. And I was always a very, very, very competitive person growing up. So like, you know, 
winning and being the best was like what I wanted to do. And I applied that to soccer. Mm. Um, so for this, I was just like, you know, I want to do this with Halo. And I had seen way back in the day that Major League Gaming was holding uh, like Halo tournaments and they had Smash tournaments and like all different kinds of stuff. So for me, I was like, those guys look like rock stars. They're up there, you know what I mean? Like on a stream on the computer and they're, you know, like holding up 20, 40, $50,000 checks. <laughs> so the, the image of that was something that just was like, I want to do that. And so in the sense of me finding the community growing up in that, uh, I felt like I matured faster. That was like one of the first things was, you know, one of the first teams I got on, I had a player who was, you know, he was like 20 or 21 years old. And as a 13 year old, that is a very, very large difference in age. Right. And so he was also, you know, a college student going to Michigan state. Um, so very mature himself, you know, and uh, he was focused on, this was something that was paying his college bills, you know, for him. And so uh, when, you know, I, I surrounded myself by those types of people, I, it definitely helped me mature faster. Mm -hmm. um, I feel kind of lucky too, because, uh, you know, depending on what teammates you decide to pick with or what groups within the community you decide to go with, uh, they could value different things, right? You know, there's some that could be good and they just want to party, you know, and they want to party and maybe do other things. But we were, I always surrounded myself with very focused, um, very driven, motivated people that all that cared to them was being the best, you know, like little things, you know, that, that would get under my skin as I got older as a player was like, um, you know, the guys who are like, oh, I can't play tonight. You know, my, my girlfriend wants to hang. And I'm like, dude, we got a tournament in a week and a half. Like, this is like, well, you know, we need to be focused for this and play our, at our very best. Um, but yeah, no, overall, again, like the, in terms of how it impacted my life, uh, it, it definitely helped me mature faster. Um, even getting into some of the things around like building character and things mm -hmm. like that and teamwork and leadership, those are all roles that uh, are applied at least in esports. You know, uh, some, some of them are, you have that, you know, that, uh, that goal for that tennis model where you're just playing by yourself. But with Halo, it was you're on a team of four players. So you got to learn how to give constructive criticism first and foremost, how to take constructive criticism. Uh, there's always a leader on one of the teams, right? So as a leader, you got to understand, hey, you're the one that's, you know, texting in the group text message to get everybody on. You're coordinating everything. Um, also, you know, having a positive attitude, like all these little things I learned through Halo and surrounding myself with different people from around the world, right? And back to that point where, uh, you know, where you grow up, uh, usually you have that social circle that's just around you from a location standpoint. However, with esports and gaming, I was able to open that up to the whole entire world. Yeah. And you, you, again, you see different lenses on, on things, different way people um, interpret, different ways people action on things. So overall that, again, I feel like molded me into the person I am today. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy to be able to say that from just being like, yeah, no, I played, uh, I played Halo professionally. Yeah. I mean, and uh, you got in relatively early, right? So like you started uh, playing Halo professionally in like the late, like 2009 or so? Is yes, the... 2000. Yep, yeah, 2009 was the first year I became a pro player. Yeah. And, um, and that was just, again, for me at such a young age, like I remember my teachers were even just like, wait, why do you have to be out of school on Friday or Thursday, Friday? Because sometimes you'd have to fly, you know, for the event. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I was able to, again, meet that like pro status, which, you know, included me getting a stipend and prize money, and then you get endorsements and sponsors from, you know, being able to be that good. Yeah. Um, really made my teachers realize like this, this kid's doing something really cool, you know, and really neat. Um, he needs to obviously do his homework still, but 
we like I always had supportive people around me, which was another thing, um, at least for people listening, like support from family, friends um, is is honestly one of the most important things because it's it's what helps you, I think, keep going um, yeah. and not giving up. So so it's really interesting. You got in uh, you got in early in your life. You know, you were 13, but you also got in relatively early in terms of the evolution of the industry. Right. So like you were able to get something going, uh, you know, in maybe the, the, the early chapters of the, the ongoing story that, that we're all following here, it's really kind of taken off exponentially in maybe the last three or four years, right? Yes, I would even go back, you could even go back maybe like four or five years. Um, I was definitely in it before like Twitch. Twitch.tv was a thing. It was actually, it used to be called Justin.tv. Um, and it was, uh, at least for me, I was younger. Uh, I didn't realize at that young of an age, how, um, how that is what the world would end up to be was streaming. You know, for me, it was just like, okay, I can now, um, cause some of the games support some type of like playback or some type of theater mode that you can watch like your games. And this was something that like you could just broadcast to the world and then it would save every broadcast. And like, for me, it just didn't click, you know, if I, if I could go back, it would totally be to like stay consistent on the, again, like getting involved with streaming um, and creating content at an early age, because what I've learned nowadays and I, I'm getting closer and closer with my work at them really allowing me to um, kind of still continue to have my own brand. Because at the end of the day, us players, like you're your own brand, you're your own influencer, you know, whether you're uh, again, a pro gamer in Halo or a pro gamer in League of Legends, people are going to watch you um, or want to follow you and be influenced by the decisions you do, because essentially you're this person, you know, not necessarily on a pedestal, but you're somebody that somebody might want to be someday. Um, so for me, it was like looking back on it, streaming, I, I like, I was getting into streaming right before I like took the opportunity to work for Microsoft, um, which again, for me, they were very strict in the sense of like, Hey, we, we're going dark for this upcoming project. And that is one of the decisions or um, yeah, the decisions I had to make as a player was um, I was not going to be able to like stream or do some of these, these things just because they wanted me to, to kind of fly under the radar. Yeah, and can can you talk to us a little bit about that? Because like I'd I'd also love to hear maybe uh, in a bit where you see all of this heading. Because like it is, it's 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 really growing. So I'm really curious as as someone who's been inside in a number of different roles in the industry. Like, what are the next you know three or four years going to look like? So so I'd I'd love to get your perspective on that. But before that, um, what was it like when you sort of were successful enough that a brand like Microsoft? recognized you and decided to, to, to maybe develop you differently. So like, you know, you, you had like a, a big uh, decision, I guess, uh, decision point somewhere in, uh, in the middle of your career here. Yes. And it was, uh, it was at an early age. It was, uh, th- so, you know, just think about graduating high school, you know, you feel like you're on top of the world in the sense that, you know, you're, uh, you're winning tournaments, you're competing in video game tournaments each and every month. And then you go to a tournament in Seattle, Washington, and you're approached with the question, Hey, um, we want you to be a professional consultant for us at Microsoft. And, you know, we want you to work on all aspects of our game. We want to like really pick your mind in the sense of knowledge and breaking everything down just so we're making the right title uh, for, for our users. Because I feel like at this point is one of the decisions Microsoft made as a company that they want to be uh, very uh, consumer obsessed. And so that's why I think, again, when I was presented that, you know, that opportunity for me, I thought about in the sense of like, 
okay, you know, I'm, you know, I'm making a seriously like great, great income monthly from salary with my sponsors and from prize money I'm making each and every month. And even streaming was like, uh, on the low end, just because I was building up my brand slowly. Um, however, I thought about the long run. I thought about, okay, I probably will not be playing Halo. I, and again, it was just me just thinking about it at like late twenties, early thirties. Like, I don't know if I will still be able and again, I think at some point, you know, you obviously lose a bit of the the hand-eye coordination and some of that stuff falls down. But um, I just didn't think I would be doing that in my late 20s or I would have felt very burnt out. You know, I was thinking more like long run. And so for me, I was like, you know what, if I, I and I didn't go to college, that was something I never did. I never went to college. And I made the decision of like, you know what, I'm going to get this job experience as a consultant um, and just see where it could take me from there. There's a lot of things and a lot of indoor, like sponsors I, I had. Um, growing up that I would like, dude, I, I would, that, or I thought about it, I was like, dude, I would love to work for Red Bull. I would love to work for like Coca-Cola. You know what I mean? Like all these different stuff um, was going through my mind. So I took the job experience, um, which then blew my mind because when I came in as a consultant, I realized in the industry, if you want to be an engineer, uh, you can go down this path. If you want to be a designer, you can go to this path. If you want to be um, a producer, you can go this path. And so what I felt like when I joined Microsoft was I felt like I finally I, like I felt like I was going through college without having to pay like really a single you know cent necessarily for like having edu having to pay for education um, because here at, at this studio especially at 343 Industries uh, Halo was very very supportive and again going back to people who support you they were very supportive in like making sure that I found my career path here and so production was the channel that I wanted to pick um, and from there, I, again, I just everything I was instilled as a player growing up um, and throughout, uh, again, my life, uh, I, you know, really put towards this role. And I've been very open to learning and people have, and again, people have been very, very awesome with, uh, again, mentoring me and allowing me to grow into the person I am today. Yeah. Um, and then how about just real quick, like, uh, you know, just where are we in the in like the growth of this of esports, you know, like where where do you a lot it's, of the, a lot of what I've seen has, you know, it, it's it's supposed to. I think in 2019, it's going to be a billion dollar uh, industry. It's approaching a billion dollars, and uh, from like, from pretty much like some some teenagers, uh, you know, streaming from their homes and playing together. It's now this enormous industry that's continuing to grow. So, like, where where's the ceiling here? Where's where's this gonna gonna go next? I think we're still very very early. Um, I even look at, again, the people like people who are like, oh, we'll wait till it's on TV. And like it ended up, you know, coming on ESPN here and there. But at the end of the day, for me, we live in a world that TV is like people don't I mean, people watch TV still. But how easy is it? I don't have my phone on me, unfortunately, but I can just watch on my phone, you know, and it's so mobile. And right. so that's where I think gaming is just going to evolve to. And you see it now is that it is so um, easy to digest um, in the sense from your mobile device. So in terms of what I would give players and give, um, you know, even uh, developers, like uh, people like us at, at Halo here is we really need to think about, again, uh, how we can share our content because sharing is essential in this day and age, right? And how um, we can give these tools to our players to allow them to create these awesome stories. Because at, at the end of the day, you know, it's, you, you know, you're getting involved in uh, this game because there's something about it that you enjoy or it, or it uh, steps you away from something that is going on in your day to day. And so 
there's a few things. There's that really serious esports angle, which I think developers need to create a game that is, at the end of the day, balanced, fair, um, and it feels competitive. And I think, you know, just having a few good principles about a game um, like those will make it competitive. And if it's really good, uh, it'll stick. Mm -hmm. And then you have the side that is just like the game itself. Everybody, almost everybody I know loves to play games. You know, and, and to be able to share those experience and stream those experiences is awesome. And I think what, like, streaming necessarily does is, you know, some people like tuning in and watching. Some people like just watching clips, you know what I mean, or watching highlights. That's personally how I, I like streaming. I, for example, the the one, uh, he's an ex-teammate of mine, uh, Ninja. I don't nice. Know, Ninja, he is crushing it right now uh, with all the, all the above, the... Uh, the the social media the twitch the streaming he so, is playing uh, with celebrities each and a, week is that a shout out to ninja are we yeah. giving ninja <laughs> some, uh, some love here on the pod uh that's good, yes. that's good to hear. yeah yeah yes he is um he has taken uh again uh the streaming and the the possibilities there to the to one of the highest levels i've ever seen um where it's you know pretty much just the talk of our our generation right now is like ninjas playing with drake ninjas playing with pro athletes and mm -hmm what really allowed him to do that was Fortnite. If there yep. wasn't Fortnite, I don't think Ninja personally, he's a very entertaining guy. He is one of the most entertaining guys I think I've ever seen in gaming itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Fortnite allowed him was the tool and the game that allowed him to, I think, uh, get to that level because it's a game that everybody can interact with. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think we're early, man. I think we're really, really early in it. I, I think again, it's just going to, um, keep getting to a point that, uh, you know, streaming is just more, more common, you know, it's just more common that kids are watching video games. Um, and where the esports stuff comes into play for me is, um, that like, that is still so young because before it was just like, okay, let's get a bunch of sponsors and put a lot of prize money in line so people can come and compete and see if you're actually the best in this game. And now it's getting to the point where like, when I look at something like the NBA 2k games, you yep. have an actual, Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, organizations being like, hey, we're going to have an NBA 2K uh, team and we're going to give them this, the same exact jerseys that we're giving LeBron, the same right. exact warm-ups. And it's like, it's getting to that level where, you know, I don't know if it'll be on TV or it, it'll be, again, mainstream, but people will now be following the esports part of these giant organizations. Yeah, as, as, as long as I can be uh, J.R. Smith. Uh, <laughs> this is a, an entirely separate topic. So is that like you just walk away with your controller with like 10 <laughs> seconds left in the game and just walk, walk off? Um, it, you, you hit on so many great things, and I, I think this conversation may go uh, longer than we originally uh, perceived, but that's great because there's great content here. Um, first and, and foremost, you mentioned Fortnite. Uh, you have uh, PUBG, PUBG, whatever you want to call it, Player Unknown Battleground now. Those seem to be the two sort of introduction games that are out there for people in gaming right now. Folks who may not have played or downloading it onto your computer, you see it on mobile devices. More and more, you can play uh, Player Unknown Battleground on your phone. It's not exactly the best interface, but you can still play on the go. Um, you made mention, though, of, of Ninja and his interaction with that content and how he's maybe taking his personality, monetizing that, monetizing the gameplay, and meshing those two things together to make this new level of content where it's not just the game, it's also the personality. What you know, what about gaming? What about esports? Uh, do you think brings people in, and why is it these bigger personalities that allow them to become the bigger names in streaming? Um, so I think what brings people um, together in esports is that um, you're watching people um, that are extremely talented, right? Like you're, 
and that's something I re- I mean, I kind of step back and now that I'm in, again, a studio of people that, you know, people are good at Halo here. I'm still probably the best one in the studio, to be honest with you. But you see people that, again, enjoy something so much. And, and we see it in our, again, our everyday stuff, you know, football. There's a lot of football players who grew up and then never made it to the NFL, but they enjoy watching it because they really appreciate the amount of skill involved um, for the, for, again, for this sport. Um, you really having appreciation um, for first and foremost, I think a game that you really enjoy, right? So a game like Fortnite, a lot of people love Fortnite, PUBG, a lot of people love PUBG. And so when somebody, I think it's easy for someone to be like, wow, this guy is incredible at the game that I love. And as a, as a player, you can also watch and incorporate some of those things into your everyday game gameplay as well. Right. That's what I think is at least for your standard or most casual player, they enjoy just really seeing the, the amount of skill that can be involved in some of these games. And then when you put somebody like Ninja on it, again, who is a brand or a personality that is very, very open um, in the sense that he does want to um, bring more people into playing Fortnite. Overall, like he really enjoys the game. So at the end of the day, he really wants people to play this game. And so if you look at how he does um, or this you know, personality and does a lot of his uh, content like you look at his Instagram he does very very short clips right mm-hmm. and they again back to my point we're in a mobile a mobile world now where it's just so easy to adjust things from your cell phone and where your mobile device that he can leverage Instagram for a quick little view a 30 second clip right even Twitter when he mm-hmm. tweets a 30 second clip um, and then when it comes to like Twitch, that is more of like, you know, he's live, you're going to watch it and you can clip stuff as a user and Twitch and Amazon have incorporated a lot of great stuff with that platform. Um, but overall, I think it really dials into the, the, the brands and the personalities to actually, um, think about the impact that they can have on people. Mm-hmm. There's people out there that are extremely talented, like Ninja, if not better than Ninja. And I, I and that's another thing. I don't think streaming is necessarily for everybody, right. but if they could just record some of their clips and create an Instagram with their logo and just put out that kind of content, I think it just makes the game grow that much more. Mm-hmm. And and that is something uh, that I would really um, just kind of, uh, if I was still playing, at least as a Halo player, I would just dial down on my content. I would invest like some of the money I'm making and you know, uh, prize money and whatnot in my income into my designers, designing my logos, into the people that are you know creating my brand. Because at the end of the day, if we can you know have uh, you know a pretty a large amount of content um, being generated into this game, it it's the world we live in now. It's going to travel. People are going to hear about it. People are going to see something really cool, um, and people are going to hop on on the yeah. train. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, tremendous insight uh, and really interesting. You landed in a very cool place, so good, good job by you. Uh, <laughs> and you. Uh, at the same time, it reminds me a little bit of you know, um, like the NCAA uh, and, the, and the NCAA college players who want to get into the NBA. There's only so many shots to to go pro, uh, and uh, at the same time, you mentioned having a supportive family. Um, some parents are terrified by this like i've talked to to many parents who are like i'm losing my kid to Fortnite. i don't know if i'm ever going to get him or her back and uh i i'm kind of frankly i'm a little bit torn i'm not like i think on the one end i think there's a lot of ways in which people learn uh you're even describing like even the way you kind of got to the level that you did was by really being smart about your performance and learning from other inputs and sort of refining that also learning teammate, like teamwork and uh, grid and uh, prep, the importance of preparation, all those kinds of things. But at the same time, there, there is a group out there who's 
concerned that we're losing a generation to uh to like this type of thing um any thoughts like any any thoughts about i mean that that's obviously there's plenty of of directions to go there but it's a pretty interesting area right so i'm gonna give you my lens um i'm not a parent right now um I, uh, I'm, a, I'm only 25. I, I, I want a bit more time before I, I, I become a parent. But yeah. um, in terms of what I've, what I've noticed and what I realized uh, as myself being a pro player that came through this was um, I heavily rely on parenting as like the, the most, the, that's the, like the first responsibility is up to the parent to really understand, um, you know, the balance, the life balance for these, for these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it, again, solely dials in on parenting and, and making sure that they're communicating with their kid to understand that balance. But we live in a world now that I think if a kid wants to become a streamer, you know, or wants to become uh, a pro esports player, um, I think those are things that are, are totally real and totally relevant and i think it 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 creates again a life that you feel like you've actually like anything like you know uh being younger and wanting to be a pro soccer player i put my mind to a dream and i wanted to achieve that dream right and so i I think kids nowadays still have that opportunity that if they want to be a streamer and they dream to be a streamer they need to put in the work it requires to become that streamer however from the parent side of things there's just common things that like i feel like is necessary um, definitely a, a balance uh, in the sense of, you know, the life balance there that, you know, if it's eight hours a day, it's eight hours a day or, or not, that's too long. Sorry. Uh, if it's like four, <laughs> four hours a day, I'm going, I'm going back to how much I played, which was, it was an insane amount. Um, but you know, if it's four hours a day, that means you have four hours to really dial in, um, and hone on, on your learnings and on your, your practices there. Right. And getting through high school, I think, is also the next thing that's important, like doing your homework. All those things build responsibility. At least that's the way I interpret them as an esports player now. Everybody interprets things different. But in terms of how a parent should teach a child was, you know, there's little things that you do learn in school that help you uh, develop a lot of great characteristics and great things that you can apply to wanting to become a streamer, to wanting to become um you know even a professional esports player Mm -hmm. so it it definitely is i i don't have like i think the you know the uh i don't know if anybody has the right or wrong answer but for me from my uh perspective growing up there are certain things my parents put in place that i just had to abide by um because it's the it's what i i have to do i have to go to school i have to um you know i mean do my homework and do those kind of things um but once i did those things it felt amazing because not only was I just, you know, abiding by my parents, but then they would, I feel like be that much more supportive in what I wanted to do. Um, and there's different, you know, as a, as, you know, as a, a player, like you got to make sacrifices. And for me, um, doing homework at a young age was something that was hard to balance with how much I wanted to game. So I would literally tell my mom like, Hey, I will do this up to then, but can I get two hours or just an hour to play? And so just having that hour made my mind be like, I need to focus on how I'm going to get better for this next hour, the next two hours. And then, you know, kind of walk away from that and think about, okay, how can I still get better when I'm not around the game? So this is when streaming was coming out and stuff like that. So I would be able to, you know, kind of like sit back and watch, you know, one, another good player play and kind of learn their tendencies and just, you know, learn things. Um, but overall it, it very, it very is true. It's a tough subject in the sense that, um, it, it, it's a common thing nowadays, uh, that kids want to play video games that they want video games to be in their future. Um, so, and, and I think with the streaming and the esports stuff, that is more, there's something 
in like you need to be driven and motivated and need to realize how much work that takes because it's not easy at all you can't just say oh i'm gonna just play every day and be really good at it it takes a lot of strict um strict work ethic i think yeah. to become that. and that's kind of where i wanted to go next i think i think i think dan might have a follow-up too but um you know a lot of uh a lot of what people are saying now about gen z and like the emerging generation is that attention spans are getting shorter and I feel like to be good at these types of games, to reach the level of performance that, that you've achieved and other uh, really good esports players are achieving, they have, you guys have tremendous attention spans. And it's just like the, the thing you attend to is more challenging and engaging and like real time urgent than like doing your homework, you know? And in some ways yeah. that's, that's the challenge that I think we're facing as educators is like, like, what was it like going from like streaming your, your halo to doing like your science homework? Like that had to be a difficult, like switch in your mind, right. To, to, yeah. be able to go from one world to another. Right. In terms of like how that, that would switch was, um, you know, something like, you know, science, uh, or, you know, a, another study, uh, I might not have had the interest again to want to to want to do that, but what I knew was, you know, this is a responsibility of me as a student. I need to again do this work, and I need to get this completed and do the best of my ability to do that. Um, because at the end of the day, I, I want to try to, you know, what I mean, I wanted to try to pass. I'm very competitive, and I, I think that will vary between students. Um, but I just realized as as a you know as me being a student, that is my responsibility. Um, that I need to get that done, and I need to get that complete. Um, and it was it was sort of easy for me to shift in the sense of again I, I knew my time was up, but I knew if I you know really would take thirty minutes to an hour and think about how I can best write you know what I mean or best do this assignment, um, I would do whatever it took to get that done. Um, yeah. And it wasn't even a sense of like oh let me just rush and think I got all the answers because if I did that then that would lead to me probably having a poor grade and then that would lead to my parents then probably being like oh well you probably rushed through that because you wanted to get back on Halo and play, you know, in your assignment. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I, I realized that at a young age, and it, it strictly goes back, to, I, I swear to you, it goes back to parenting a lot because yeah. even when they start, you know what I mean? Like I see it nowadays, like cell phones in hands mm -hmm. at really young ages, and I have a niece and nephew that have that kind of stuff. And it, it really, I think, affects, um, you know, the way, you know, kids are, you know, perceive things and interpret things nowadays. But I think it is also common that they have to have something in their hand here, but it just needs to be filtered. Right. It needs to be filtered. It needs to have some type of, you know, parental controls on it. Because I think as a kid would get older, you then need to open them up to more stuff that, you know, they can, uh, I think, be uh, uh, exposed to. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask uh, whether you streamed yourself doing your science homework, but uh, but I was I was gonna hold off on that. Uh, I think I think Never. I think Dan had, Dan had a Dan had a question. That, that is an education tie-in and something we we've talked about before, but uh, this is uh, a deep topic and one that I feel like we're definitely gonna come back to in the future. Talking to you, Sean, has been great. Uh, love the insight, uh, great content. But I I want to do take a turn here to an extent to uh, the high school level you're just talking about education your own uh we see in illinois that uh there is a league forming for high school students uh we see that a platform called play uh verse play vs uh is a startup that is building the infrastructure to support to support high school esports uh they raised over 15 million dollars recently uh with uh, uh, one of the co-founders of twitch being in on uh that investment round 
it seems like we're getting to a place where esports is going to get more and more support in education itself, in high school learning. Uh, one, do you feel like you came too early? I always feel like that with different things that I see technology-wise. Uh, but secondarily, do you see this as the next growth path for esports, the next way to really just grow at a massive rate? Yes, um, I, I, I 100% do. Let me uh, plug in my laptop real quick before it dies. Um, <laughs> we're good. We won't die. Um, but for this to be incorporated at the high school level in the sense of, again, a structured and organized thing between high schools uh, is incredible because I, I'm similar to, you know, I'm sure you guys were involved in clubs or some type of, you know, extracurricular. Mathlete, uh, I was a I was a killer mathlete back in the day. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's something that you were really proud of. Right. And oh, like oh, you. Sure. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, like in the sense that you're really good at something yeah. and you can be in an environment where other people might have similar interests. Right. Or similar. They want to do something very, um, very similar. And with this, it's really cool because you can, again, something you really love and do, and love and want to try to inspire to do is now brought to you into a high school and into an educational manner, which mm -hmm. is amazing. Seriously, I think that's, and I think that will also, I mean, hopefully it depends on, on how, again, I, I will slowly look back to parenting, but doing something like that and incorporating that in your education, I think will allow you to go home. And I don't know, again, it comes back to parenting, but I don't know if kids will then like want to play more when they come home, but, or if that fix during school, um, gives them enough structure that the homework is, is, um, how should I say it, that the homework is appropriate? Because that's what I think would be really interesting is if um, they have a structure that, you know, when you're doing this in, in, in high school or you're doing this during your actual class day, that the homework that is assigned you is super beneficial, but it actually maybe takes you in a different direction in the sense of like outside of the game for a little bit or in, in, again, into a different realm because that would seem very positive to me is that, you know, I'm, it's not something that I just do at school and then I go home and I keep doing it. That my actual assignment, my takeaway from that experience is something that I just need to go learn about or read about um, uh, or again, just get, get up to speed on, you know, outside of the, outside of the, the school environment. So yeah. um, I think that is really great for esports specifically. Um, and I, I did want to just touch on this because I'm in the industry. I think the esports stuff um, is very different to the sense of um what people want to do as designers and as engineers, because I think that is a whole another area, which is really, really unique in the sense that, um, you know, I, I work with them every day, you know, engineers and designers and what is more valuable for me when I'm, for example, doing interviews with people um, or trying to find candidates for our projects is that I'm so much more interested in the projects that these people have, you know, and, and I look at, it, I guess maybe in the sense of like esports a bit, like if you want to be a streamer, and want to be the best, like, show me what you've done, you know, in the sense of like, uh, have you created a content plan around, you know, that I want to stream Mondays and play uh, Madden on Mondays. And mm -hmm. on Tuesdays, I want to play um, Titanfall, or, you know what I mean? Just, again, just kind of understanding how the streamer thinks about um, their brand and everything. And I do the same thing with engineers and developers. Sure, you know, I'm glad that they have that, that background and that degree um, from university. But I'm also very, very interested to see like, what have you like what projects have you made let me see yeah. how you've thought about solving problems uh with uh you know with with games that you've made yourself or little projects that you've made yourself yeah it's a great um, it's a great message also to two parents uh you know in, in fact like uh you know i think you'd be you uh producing a guidebook for parents uh, around <laughs> it sounds really interesting to me but like the idea that there are are many positive outcomes to 
your child doing this thing that he or she loves and like just opening up people to the possibility of a career path like yours is part of what I, what got me so excited about doing this as a, as a show idea is like, you know, I, I think people, you know, it's, it's, it's a little more of a, a an open-ended opportunity than like trying to play in the NBA, you know, cause like you could wind up in a bunch of different roles on the design front. You could, you could sort of engage the gig economy as a streamer yourself, grow your own brand, become an influencer like Ninja. Like there's, there's a lot of opportunity and it's growing at such a tremendous rate that um, in some ways, you know, obviously parents should be concerned, but at the same time, they may want to understand whether there's something valuable uh, in terms of a career path. It's just, that's like, it's almost too revolutionary a concept, the way that we think about career growth, which is why, uh, you know, I just think you're, you're a fascinating uh, case study. And, and clearly you had your, your head on straight early. I, I imagine there are other examples of kids who maybe did not have a, as great a success story starting, starting young. Yeah. And it's um, like, for me, it's uh, again, uh, the people you surround yourself with. Um, and, you know, I think uh, when I was playing at a young age, I was always very focused. Um, I was definitely around a lot of negative influences in my life. You know, like I, I didn't have this, you know, sort of sin, not Cinderella story, but this, you know, perfectly, you know, uh, paved road in front of me. I had to make a lot of tough decisions, you know, where, uh, you know, I was around negative influences and I had to cut them out of my life, you know, and I had to sacrifice that. And that is something I think is very hard for people. Um, but I think it's very necessary is that if you are driven and you're motivated and you want to achieve something, you need to make sacrifice for that. And whether that is saying no to going out, you know what I mean, with friends to a party or um, no um, to, uh, again, hanging out with a certain group of people, like you, you need to realize that that is a mature and executive decision that will most likely better your life because you're staying more focused on that goal in front of you. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I, again, it's, uh, I, I do appreciate, I do give a lot of love and, and sympathy um, <laughs> for my parents because they, they, um, you know, taught me at a very young age that if you want something, you know what I mean? You got to, uh, again, what I just said, you got to, you know, create goals along the way to get that done. And then you also got to be able to sacrifice things that, um, you might like or enjoy out of your life because that is what is really going to get you to that point. Um, because it's usually tough to do both. You know what I mean? You usually find something that, um, will, uh, you know, affect your, uh, trajectory, you know, on how fast you want to get to something. And for me, it's just, I, the, the most, the best advice I could give is just, again, dial down on what you love and what you want to do and eliminate all the, all the BS and all the sacrifice and all the, you know, sort of outside stuff, um, away because it'll just help you stay that much more focused on achieving your goals. Now, Sean, one last question for me about Twitch and, and sort of the way we get content there. You've already talked about the mobile aspect of it, being able to see clips and, and do that. We have this sort of entertainer uh, aspect of it, somebody who can at least be good on mic, good on camera while also playing these games. Uh, what other applications do you see here? Do you see that it's just for gaming or do you see cooking shows do you see like the the ex exploration of other content really hitting not just twitch but those sort of platforms moving forward if there's anything i could talk on streaming is that it applies to almost every part of life i feel like whether you're um again like you said into cooking um i remember there was like you know sure this is old videos but <laughs> There were Bob Ross, you know, yeah. streams. Oh, sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, we watched that. Yeah, that was <laughs> right. And so I think if you just create content and you stream it, 
and you again just like stay consistent with like you can stream almost anything and again that is obviously legal and you know uh, abides you know abides by the the laws that are in place and everything but um if anything it really allows we again we live in an age now that you couldn't you could be a really really great artist um but you didn't have the amount of tools that you have nowadays um that like or what i was saying you couldn't do that years and years and years and years ago because you had to personally go out there and find these institutes or find these places for them to promote your stuff right Right, right. we live in a world now where it's like again going back to investing in your brand um you invest into your facebook ads and your instagram ads on the work that you're doing now like all that kind of stuff can grow it's going to get more lenses on things more eyes on things oh did you see that artist that one painting was great oh they have a twitch stream let's watch them you know what i mean and like it inspires so many people and it also is just like eye-opening for a lot of people around the world so to your point i think streaming applies to to almost everything and um Again, I would just, you know, stay consistent. I wouldn't think about the number of views. Right. I wouldn't think about any of the monetization stuff because that's another thing that goes back to the the point I was saying uh, earlier of like staying focused on what you want because you're not going to get a lot of those stuff instantly. Like when I hopped on Halo, I wasn't just as good as I am today, obviously, right? And that took time. That took, again, sacrifices. That took me um, having to make decisions along the way of, you know, teaming with the right people and making the right team decisions um, for me as a player. So yeah, overall, I think the, the possibilities are honestly endless and it, it really comes down to, uh, a, a lot of maturity in people and, and the sense of, you know, staying, staying focused and, and staying true to what you want to do with your, with your life. Thanks again to Sean Swiderski discussing esports with us. Uh, as you could hear from that conversation, a very engaged user and creator in that space and somebody we hope to have on again in the future. I want to hear, Mike wants to hear, Brandon wants to hear from you. We want to know about your viewpoint on esports, on gaming, on streaming, and of course about Fortnite and PUBG and these games right now that are taking up uh, many hours in uh, teenagers and young adults' lives. Uh, What do you think of them? Do you think this is a way your kid or even yourself could see a professional path forward? Or do you think this is just bad news for the future generations that will be joining the workforce, going to college, and trying to get their educations in the future? Find us on Twitter at Trending and Ed, the same on Facebook at Trending and Ed. It's trendingandeducation.com and trendingandeducation.com. And we'll be back next week on Tuesday with our sleep episode, talking about sleep and how important it is. You even hear Sean talk about that a bit, about performance, uh, sleep, and how important it is to learning and how much we may reinforce what we've learned when we sleep and so much more on Tuesday's episode. Thanks so much for listening, as always, to Trending in Education. 